Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. We're back with Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Israel News Talk Radio. Another great week here on Lighten Up. My name is Steve Miller in exile on this beautiful, glorious day with my handsome host all the way in the Holy Land, Mr. Matt Zucker. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great to be back. You having beautiful weather there as well, huh? Uh, today, although over Shabbat, it was about 50 degrees and pouring rain and windy all weekend. And I just want to say that I don't appreciate you texting me pictures of you sitting by the pool. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, we got we got we got pool weather here, man. It is like scrumptious. Is that your pool in your house? You own a pool? It's not in my house. It's outside my house. No, I don't own it. I rent this place. I can't afford. I couldn't afford to live here. Oh, I don't I even know you... if I can afford. I don't even know if I can afford to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Matt t- texted me this picture. Oh, I don't want to. I, I, I wanted to talk about the show, and he, I don't want to talk about the show right now. I'm, I'm sitting by the pool, and he texted me this picture of you, bare chested, laying by the pool. I'm like, oh, come on. Meanwhile, it's pouring rain where I am, 50 degrees. <laughs> I sh- I showed my wife. I'm like, look at this scumbag. <laughs> yeah, life is rough sometimes, man. Oh yes, it is. Did you have a good uh, Shabbat? It was amazing. It was amazing. Excellent, excellent. So listen, that, you know, they're all pretty good, but uh, it was coming off the heels of uh, Yom Hazikaron and Yom Haatzmaut, so it was kind of like exhausting. But you know, it was nice. Oh, did okay. you see who's listening this week? Yes, I see it right here. But hey, guess Kuwait is listening. Oh, salam aleichem. Kuwait, we want to find out what the Jews are saying about us in Lighten Up. We're the big hit in Kuwait. And Japan. <laughs> Japan, I, I mentioned how my, my daughter's cheerleading competition. Japan was there. Hello, Japan. You guys were great in Orlando. <laughs> I took one of their flags. I asked if I can take one of their flags. So I have one of their flags stuck right next to my Israeli flags, stuck in a plant. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, we've got a really great show. I saw another movie that we can talk about and uh, an interesting uh, night out I had for Mother's Day. Oh. So, you know what? I got to tell you, I'm very happy to live in a land without uh, mothers. holidays. No, oh, every day is Mother's Day. Come on. Okay. Well, we'll, All right, well, we'll be right back after this break, everybody, right here on Lighten Up, and uh, hopefully we'll help you do just that. Israel is located in one of those volatile areas in the world. Israel is an island of stability and a sea of war and unrest. In the midst of this turmoil, Israel stands out as a beacon of order and human progress. Each week we update you on what's happening in this, the Jewish state, a true light unto the nations. This is Jay Shapiro. Join me every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. The news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up right here on Israel News Talk Radio. Uh, I'm Matt Zucker. Stephen Miller. Stephen, are you still here? Yes, I am. We had no, our producer went away for like 20 minutes. We had no idea if we were on the air. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, wait, you're on the air. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. <laughs> First, I'd like to compliment you, Matt, because you, once again, you look fabulous. You, Thank you like, so much. Thank you're you. You're lo- losing even more weight. Don't lose nah, too much weight. I, I'm, you trimmed nah, your beard. No, you I'm not losing your beard. But I, that's how I lost the weight. It was so long. <laughs> Yeah. I dropped five pounds just there. No, it's been a tough. Uh, it's been a tough week because right, we had um, Yom Hazikaron last week, which is our Memorial Day or Day of Remembrance, which is nothing like in America. Because in America, what do you do? You barbecue. You go to the beach. You have sales here. Very solemn day. But then the next day is Yom Ha'atzmaut, which is our Independence Day, and it's yeah. all barbecues. I mean, we barbecue hopped that day. Got to all play right. frisbee, which I haven't done in years of course with another american because israelis don't do that and then but this, but this this thing that i'm throwing <laughs> yeah and then so then you know so basically it's like barbecue and beer for the last four days so but thank you for noticing it's very nice All right. you. well you look beautiful so, so um, do you. thank you but you're always uh, in shape spelt you're always exercising <laughs> yeah um so let's uh, before we get right into it, I just let's say hello to some other people. I know we mentioned Kuwait is listening, which I love that Israel, of course, South Africa, Canada, Australia, the United States of China, and Japan. Woohoo! And Switzerland. Hello. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Welcome back to Lighten Up. Anyway, so before we uh, get into our first story, I just want to mention to you. Matt, so uh, yesterday here in America was Mother's Day. I'm sure they celebrate Mother's Day, and they don't celebrate Mother's Day in uh, Israel because do you guys have moms over there or what? Yeah, we got mothers. Um, no, so, of course we have moms here, but, but they just don't like – no, that Hallmark holidays are not such a thing here. It's good. observed amongst the Anglo-Israelis. Uh, right, right. Okay. So I went out to dinner. And uh, a couple things. First of all, <laughs> the waiter notices my high. You know, I wear a high, a big high, and I wear it out. And he goes to me. The waiter's name was Omar. So I don't know if he was Muslim or not. I don't know if he was messing with me. He goes, hey, is that the, is that the letter pi? Are you wearing a, a necklace with the letter pi? I'm like, pi? What? No, mm, it's a high. It's a high. <laughs> it rhymes. He goes, pi? No, chai. Chai. I said, it's Hebrew letters. Oh, 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 okay. It's Hebrew. I'm like, yeah, I have, a, I have a fascination with math. I love math so much that I want to pay homage to by wearing the necklace pi. I don't understand. That's this, I've had several Gentiles ask me, is that the letter pi? Like, why do people think that I would have a necklace about math? First of all, I hate math. <laughs> But, you know, it just I just you know what I, I wanted to say to, to like I'm going to start saying to people uh, to, to non-Jews. Oh, um, is that the um, lowercase T, t that you're wearing on your necklace? Is that the letter T? You think what? Omar that... spit in your food? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> is that do you do you love the alphabet so much? Is that a lowercase T? Oh, no, no, that's a cross. Oh, because I thought it was the letter T and that you just you love Sesame Street so much that you you're, you know. Today represents the letter T. I, just come on, people. 
Do you know my Pie. son once got pulled out of security line at El Al during the, you know, they have the most unbelievable security screening. And he's yes. talking to them about, uh, they're asking him questions about when he's in college. Oh, where do you live? Do you live in a dorm, an apartment? I have an apartment. Uh, where are your roommates from? And uh, my son mentions his roommate Omar from Pakistan. <laughs> they, can you got to come talk to our supervisor? I was like, ah. Oh. Ixnay on the Omar. <laughs> well, this waiter was named Omar, too. And then after he left, I said to my wife and my kids, I'm like, look, that he, he, he's probably Muslim or something. He knows what this is. He's just messing with me, man. My daughter's like, why do you always have to say that? Just not everyone hates the Jews. I'm like, yeah, they do. <laughs> anyway, you'll appreciate this story. Matt, you ever play Whisper Down the Lane when you were a kid? And you, you, know, you, you know what that game of is, course. right? Of course. Of yeah. course. So when I'm leaving the right, restaurant, where, where you have like a whole group of people and one person starts and says whispers in an ear and then six, seven people later, it's a completely different phrase. Correct. So you'll love this. <laughs> so I'm leaving the restaurant. I, I, as I'm walking out, I see a kid that I grew up with uh, and I went to Hebrew school with junior high, high school. You know, we were friends. Haven't seen him in a long time. He's with his family. I'm talking. I'm rapping to him. And he's like, oh, uh, he starts telling his wife like. Oh, yeah, this is Stephen. He, he become, he's become really religious. I mean, like, super religious. <laughs> and he goes, hey, I, I heard that you, um, that, you lived in, uh, that you live in Israel and that you're in the military. <laughs> what? <laughs> he goes, Apparently, that's the story, that uh, because I've started to become more observant in my Yiddishkeit, that now uh, amongst the, uh, the Jewish community that I grew up with, now, there's, uh, people are, uh, there must be a rumor going around that I've joined, that I live in Israel, and I'm, and I'm part of the Israeli military. <laughs> and so that's quite right, because you're, you're, you, 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 uh, people know that you were a gun enthusiast, right? And you yeah. have, like, Jewish stars on your rifles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. So they think I'm, like, in Israel in, like, the Mossad. I just started laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stolen valor, man. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was funny. That's listen, all. That's, but listen, I got to tell you, so um, I had a period when I was younger. I had to go find myself. So, you know, I, I, I withdrew from school and did this, that, and the other thing until – I decided to go back and finish my degree. Anyway, so I went home and I was visiting my parents and went out one night at a bar. saw some people I, I went to high school with, too. And they said, uh, hey, man, we heard you went to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you left school? I'm like, yeah, I left school. But what's that? I was like, whisper down the lane, right? How did, the, I know. How did that story happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, it's better than they say, oh, I, I heard you passed away. Oh my God! I know it's. You just look great. I thought you were dead. I probably should. I probably should have went with him. Like, yes, I'm in the Israeli Mossad, and I will kill you with my pinky. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I'll have to kill you. That's right. I know where you live. <laughs> just so funny. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to start off with a, a good story here. Um, this is big news. The new White House press secretary is raising concerns in pro-Israel circles. So apparently Jen Psaki is leaving, retiring. I'm sure you've heard, right? Yeah. I have so a they... friend that calls her Ginger Goebbels. <laughs> Ginger Goebbels. That's Ginger Goebbels. Me. Um, so, yeah, so now uh, Joe Biden, President House Plan, has appointed this woman named Karine Jean-Pierre, this uh, French black woman, and apparently she's gay and black. So she got the job, and she, she's part of the LGBTQ plus community. Top what three a- requirements for getting into the Biden administration. That's right. Female, black, gay, boom, you're hired. 
<laughs> and also, she's plus, which I don't know what that means. What Can does someone that tell mean? me? I don't know. I guess they identify as uh, a plus symbol. I don't know. idea what the plus means. But anyway, uh, so there's this whole article about her and how, you know, and I, can, I don't know what she sounds like or what she does, but she's she's from, you, I think you mentioned she's got Haitian background. So maybe she has well, It sounds French. like, you know, Jean-Pierre, you know, I don't know. Yes. Jean-Pierre, I, uh, I, I hate the Jews. Uh, I, uh, I, I was part of an advisory board, uh, we, we over at uh, MoveOn.org. Apparently she was like on an advisory board of MoveOn.org, which is a far left, anti-Israel, pro-BDS stands. Um and uh, yeah, so now she's the new press secretary, <laughs> and she hates Jews, <laughs> which is perfect. Great. She has another qualification. Yeah, female hey, oh, black Jack- lesbian hates Jews. Ah, oh, icing on the cake. <laughs> yes, we. we I, I do not. Uh, I do not like the Jews. My name is Jean Pierre. And uh, anyway, listen to this though. Uh, they have also found out that others have raised questions of conflict of interest due to Jean-Pierre being married to CNN correspondent Suzanne Malveaux, whoever that is. So she's she's gay and she's married to a CNN uh, someone at CNN. I mean, can you imagine if that was in the Trump administration? Well, look at the bright side. No one's watching CNN anyway. Well, that's true. How much damage can they do? Well, <laughs> I'd like to wish. Uh, Jean-Pierre, good luck in all her in Jew-hating endeavors. <laughs> oh, just what the Biden administration needs, another Jew-hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I just like that she's part of the LGBTQ+. Plus. plus. I, 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 I would love. I know what plus is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what that means either. So she, she, she's like, it's like my, it's like my chai that people think is pi. She, she identifies with math, and I, I identify as a plus sign. <laughs> Like, anyway, whatever. <laughs> well, listen, we, here's yeah. a good story for you. Okay. Uh, in Mexico, a couple hosted a Nazi-themed wedding. Their <laughs> second ceremony on Hitler's anniversary. <laughs> you should see. I love people who at least aren't ashamed of their outright Jew hatred and perverse, you know, fetishes you should see a wedding picture he's dressed in an ss uniform and this lady is posing on top of a vw bug with nazi flags and camo painting and to be honest with you if you painted a mustache on this ugly broad she would look like hitler (laughs) so where was this out of in mexico in oh in mexico mexico yeah they won't give their last name uh Mm. fernando and josefina Fernando and Josefina. In a Nazi-themed, it's a Nazi-themed wedding. So who's, first of all, like, how many people attended the wedding? I want to know who attended. I mean, forget these. Ugh, crazy. Ay, 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 hey, Jews. Hey, Z, welcome to our wedding. We can talk about this when we come back. The Tamar Yona Show. Tamar? She's sassy. She's smart. She's funny. But she's also a real Jewish mother. Hi, everybody. I'm Tamar Yona. And yes, I can be all of those things. But at Israel News Talk Radio, I'm here to bring you the news stories and guests that you may not hear anywhere else. Join me live on air Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays for the most unique and bold talk radio in Israel. The Tamar Yona Show. 
Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up right here on Israel News Talk Radio. Ah, Steven, Matt, how are I, you? <laughs> you having a good got, day, Steven? <laughs> yes, I am. And I, I want to continue just for a briefly talking about the Nazi Mexican wedding, <laughs> which I think is great because I think they're just like, uh, uh, see, what was the names again? Fernando? Um, Fernando and Josefina. Fernando and Josefina, we'd like to welcome you to our Nazi wedding. Here's a Nazi flag, and uh, here's your. Please sit at your table. Uh, uh, SS. <laughs> All the tables are are named after like uh, uh, Nazi things. Like uh, I'm sitting at table SS, and you're sitting at over there at the Panzer, and uh, you're at the Auschwitz table in Buchenwald. <laughs> okay, so can I just give you a good quote here? Yes. So first of all, you know couple of the pictures i mean it's really like weird and i really do wonder i said like do they have any normal friends and will would, <laughs> normal you know, right like you know don't hate jews i would consider normal okay. okay um who don't who don't idolize hitler like are they sitting through that wedding so the guy says quote i understand that for many people hitler represents genocide racism and violence People, on the other hand, make judgments without having all of the facts. The groom told Mexican news outlet Millennial, quote, Hitler was a vegetarian who rescued his country from famine and returned his people to the lands lost during World War I. His friends and family adored him. We were led to believe that Hitler was a racist, but he came to he came to greet Jesse Owens at the 1936 Olympics. Yeah, but he wouldn't shake his hand because he was black. That's right. And then he got very angry because Jesse Owens, Jesse, Jesse beat all the Germans in the races. Damn that. That black guy's running quick. Get him. Get him. God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the best man speech? Uh, yeah, I would like to say to Josefina and Fernando. First, I would like to start off by saying eh, I hate the Jews. <laughs> and if this wedding, uh, if anyone is not happy or if you are not enjoying this wedding, we can blame the Jews. <laughs> hey, Fernando, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What an I Hey, you know, they, what, what they should have done is the story that I did last week where uh, the, that, the, the, the bride put pot and all their food <laughs> In Orlando, they uh, they should have put like uh, drugs in their in their food, and it could have been just a bunch of stone Nazis, and they would and they wouldn't be so evil. <laughs> put some cyclone B in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if they had a band or a DJ. What do you think? <laughs> uh, a DJ. I think, oh, you think it's definitely a DJ. Uh, where'd they go on their honeymoon? Does it say? Yeah, or Buenos Aires, where all the Nazis in South America go to. No, I don't know. It doesn't really say. But you know what? It made me. It, it did make me think of this. Uh, this awesome story that I saw in the Jerusalem Post. Um, Jewish gangsters once took on Nazis in the streets of New York City. Because I don't know if you know that. Uh, in the lead up to World War II, there was a vibrant Nazi party in in America, especially in New York, the uh, yes. German America Bund, right? And they would march in new york city and out in long island like with brown shirts and nazi flags and stuff like that so yeah. um this uh judge 
named uh, what's his judge's name, but it's in a new book by uh, Michael Benson uh, about a judge who turned who became a congressman who contacted Meyer Lansky, the mobster. <laughs> about open a can of whoop ass on the american nazis wow <laughs> right and he goes and he and, and uh so uh what was the guy's name pearlman i forget his first name um anyway so so he knew exactly what to do he called Meyer lansky to give him a good old-fashioned ass whooping were his words and so lansky says to him well i got just the right people for that you want him dead <laughs> Guy's like, no, 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 thank you very much. I'll just take the ass whipping. So he actually uh, got in bed with Lansky and had him administer street justice to these Nazis. Really? Wow. Yeah. What, what, this what is in the 40s? Uh, late 30s, early 40s. Wow. And, um, cool. Yeah, he was friends with you know, Meyer Lansky, friends with Bugsy Siegel, another you know Jewish mobster, the guy who started basically Las Vegas. And I thought, wow, I mean, <clears> that's what the world needs now. Right, I would love a Jewish gangster to go to that dude's Nazi wedding. I would love a Jewish gangster to go to Brooklyn, and I would sure as heck love some Jewish gangsters in East Jerusalem. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, call up Maya Lansky. Ah, uh, the good old days—you couldn't get away with that now, huh? I wonder if before Meyer, you know, to make sure that he was able to accomplish the task, if he, you know, put on to Philin and Davin before he, before he beat the hell out of those guys or, or called for the order. Because Meyer, he was just an accountant. He wasn't like the muscle. Yeah, but he knew, but he knew how to get a muscle, right? So this is great. So, right. the, the, so the judge says to Meyer Lansky, you got some boys who uh, might want to punch a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> this is judge asking him? Yeah. And he goes, well, I do, judge. <laughs> You know we can do better than punch. Oh, that's funny. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, did you see all of those horrible uh, Jew-hating um, Islamo-Nazi love fest uh, demonstrations in New York City? I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's like every week over here in the United States. Oh, God. I watched that stuff, and I was just like, boy, I wish someone would go in there and punch someone in the nose. <laughs> I mean, I know violence doesn't solve problems, but sometimes it makes it you does. feel better. Yeah. <laughs> makes me feel better. Well, here, you want to you wanna talk about discrimination? How about sure. this, Matt? For it or again it? <laughs> well, you know, no, not for it, no. This comes from, uh, I'm busting out my old, my old favorite newspaper from our greatest journalist, Ezekiel J. Walker, a.k.a. Jimmy Walker. He wrote another article about hair discrimination. <laughs> hair discrimination remains in East Bernard. This must have been some sort of high school, even as policy is swiped clean. So basically, uh, it says here, hair discrimination doesn't only occur in the workplace, but oftentimes in the very place we send our kids off to school. So there's this kid, 17-year-old Darry Williams. <laughs> um he was, went to school, his parents moved, went to a new school, and apparently there's rules at the school. You know, when you go to school, there's certain things you can't wear. I mean, when I went to school, you couldn't wear anything that said profanity on your shirt. You couldn't wear a baseball hat. Well, this school says you can't have cornrows or dreadlocks. You can't 
have your hair looking like that. So all of a sudden, his parents got all bent out of shape, and uh, the mother complains, and she's in an uproar, and this is hair discrimination, and uh, this was down in Houston, Texas, and... Um, it says the policy which was avail uh, prohibited male students from having hair that extends below the eyebrows, below the tops of the ears, or below a conventional stand-up shirt collar. And, uh, and uh, the mother says, uh, or says uh, once you cut off that hair, you cut off your line to your ancestors. You cut off your lineage. You cut off everything. We don't consider them dreadlocks because we don't dread them. We love them. <laughs> Well, it's like Samson. Maybe he, they were worried about him losing his strength. Exactly. So, so now, like, they're all you know bent out of shape and saying this is hair discrimination because he's black. And uh, oh, god, it's just so funny. I look, man. I gotta be honest. With you, I don't really get the rule, but if it was the rule in place, it's not like they put it in place when he showed up with the dreadlocks, right? Oh, look at his hair. Like, we need to make a rule. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 just the rules of the school. Always the victim. That's right. It's just funny. Hair discrimination. <laughs> Gotta love the Black Wall Street Times. Uh, speaking Dive of Samson. Deep. Diving deep into the issues that really affect the black community. That's right. I want my cornrows, and you are discriminating me, and it's an expression of my, my peoples. And my, my, Matt, too bad you don't even have any hair, so you can't even cry that. I used <laughs> to have hair, man. That beautiful hair. Uh, but uh, speaking of Samson, hey, I watched another biblical movie, and I watched Samson. Get out. This weekend, yeah. Which one was it? Uh, um, who played Samson? I don't know who played Samson, but he, he, was, he was not very – He was. It was. I guess it was okay. It was an I, old one? Yeah, it was from the maybe 2000s, something like that. Oh, I, that's I, the one I'm thinking I, of. Uh, it, it was, I think it was pretty good, except get, get, guess who was in it? You'll never guess. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! I love Ben. Is our man? <laughs> ben Kingsley is Samson. <laughs> no, uh, oh my, so uh, Billy Zane. He's a pos man. He's a he is a Jew hating scum bag. Well, okay, I don't know what you're talking Billy about. Billy Zane I'll, should go skydiving without a parachute. Oh. Well. Well, since he hates Jews, the character – first of all, here's a guy whose career went totally down. The, this guy was in the biggest blockbuster movie of all time, okay, uh, Titanic, and he goes from being in the biggest blockbuster film of all time uh, to playing a uh, Philistine king who gets killed halfway through the movie by his son. <laughs> That's probably why he hates the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so he played a Philistine king. He didn't even have a major role in it, but <laughs> Billy Zane. He hates Jews, too? Come on. Oh, my what God. How, yeah, he's, done, he's, done, he's done a couple of independent projects that were like, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, sorry. I hate to disappoint you, man. But look, that's common in Hollywood now. You know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of like, like uh, you know who that guy Mark Ruffalo is? Here's another dummy who thinks he's like the smartest guy in the room, but he's like dumb like a sack of rocks, Jew-hating moron. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo I know is a big anti-Semite. But anyway, that's another movie you guys can watch. It's on YouTube. Samson was pretty good. I liked it. Except for Billy Zane. He got stabbed by his son. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it hurt. <laughs> it did. And his death scene was pathetic. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, well, we're another, segment, another segment down. One more to go. One more to go. Too quick. 
In a time where feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared, one man stands above it all. I'm Howie Sobaker, your political hitman. Political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American Time, 7 a.m. Israeli Time, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt. Welcome back, everybody, to our final segment here on Israel News Talk Radio. The show is called Lighten Up. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. Kuwait, I hope Kuwait is still with us in Japan and Switzerland. Hello? Is this thing is this thing on? <laughs> we are in our final segment. Anyway. So uh Matt, what do you got? <laughs> well, I, you know, a couple of good ones. Uh, this 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 story jumped out at me. Black Jewish filmmaker is the wife of New York's new lieutenant government gover- governor. Lacey Schwartz Delgado, wife of New York's new lieutenant governor, has explored her black and Jewish identity uh, in interviews in a 2015 documentary. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So when and it's in. Um, Arut Sheva here in Israel. Okay. So when you when you read it, she grew up in a Jewish family in, in New York, and um, always it was a little darker than the rest of the family. And so she was told that she had a Sicilian grandfather. Okay. Okay. Right. And uh, not until she got to college uh, that. Uh, Someone sent her, because of a picture she had that was submit as a freshman, she got a welcoming uh, reach out from the Black Student Union. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome. What college was it? Uh, with, um, Georgetown University. Okay. Okay. So, BSU, uh, welcomes her. Yeah, right. So, uh, so then that's when she went home and kind of like asked her parents to uh, explain. Am I yeah. Is it really? So it turns out that apparently her father was a, was a black guy. Her mom obviously had some extramarital relationship. And so it made her uh, reevaluate a lot because now she thought that all Jews were white. And it really confounded her because she was black. And I thought, there's a Jew that's never stepped foot in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Like, there's, a lot, there, there's a lot to unpack here. So she a gets lot. a welcome. She gets a welcome packet from the BSU. She gets she gets very confused. She goes home on her next break and says, excuse me, mom, I got a welcome packet from the Black Student Union. Can you please tell me what's going on? And then she finds out what, that her mom had an affair with a black man? So is her dad not really her dad? <laughs> Seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> Seems that way. So her mom committed adultery. And, uh, oh, my God. I mean, right there, that'll, that'll put you in therapy. <laughs> Right. So, 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 but like, but you know, so at her bat mitzvah, as she recalls in the documentary that she made, a congregant commented that it was nice to have an Ethiopian Jew in their midst. <laughs> so, 
but so she still you, didn't think. But she still didn't think she was black. Right? right, right, right. So it's happening throughout her life. So at her bat mitzvah, uh, uh, an inviting guest says, "Hey, wow, it's really great that uh, that we can have an Ethiopian here at our synagogue." Right. But it wasn't <laughs> like until she began college at Georgetown that uh, she began to question the family's version when the Black Student Alliance at Georgetown sent her a welcome letter based on her photo that she had submitted. So she confronted her mother and then learned that you know she had an affair uh, with a family friend who was black. Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> wow. I mean, can you imagine that? Oh, that is, that's a crazy, crazy. I just love how all, throughout her life she's been, being called black. And, and it wasn't until the black student union sent her a welcome packet. That's it. That's the final straw. I'm right. sick it wasn't being black. It wasn't the person at her bat mitzvah saying that she looked Ethiopian. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, oh. But, but, like, but then you read it, and, like, and her thing about, like, wow, I mean, I thought all Jews were white. That blows me away. What is with, it? What is with people's thinking that it's uh, Jews are white? I don't get it. I, I don't know. Did her parents stay together? Were her parents divorced, or... Um, did, her did her father know that her mother had an affair? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't get really get that deep into it. It may have mentioned it, but uh, who cares? I, I wonder if she subscribes to the Black Wall Street Times now. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, last night I met someone who is uh, who's, who considers himself a, a black Israelite here in Israel. Is he black? But not like the guys in Times Square. Um, oh, okay. Not not the guys that are in Times Square. It's a, uh, you know, he's he, he, I, I, the guy spoke perfect English. I said, "Where are you from?" He said, "Israel." I'm like, "Israel?" He's like, "Yeah, his parents were from Chicago." Guys, anyway. Okay, that's fine. What's the uh, what else you got? A woman, you you, a yeah, woman listen. who allegedly died okay. and shocked everybody at the funeral when, in the procession, she's knocking inside her coffin. Get out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. She's in Peru. A funeral procession in Peru. They're carrying the coffin, and they hear it knocking coming from inside the coffin. Can you imagine? <laughs> They're in the procession. All of a sudden, you hear this. <laughs> so, so, so the person, who, they open up the casket, and she's found there to be gasping for air in the coffin, sweating. <laughs> How do you think someone's dead? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. But get this. So they take her to the hospital where doctors had difficulty finding signs of life, and then they put her on life support, and she eventually died again. What? <laughs> what? Matt, are you just making this I'm up? I'm not making it up. It's what do you mean? So wait, Newsweek she comes making out? It up. I'm not making it up. If it's being made up, Newsweek is making it up. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. Matt, she gets to the funeral. She starts knocking on the, 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 the coffin. They open it up. Oh, my God, she's alive. They take her to the hospital, and then she really dies again? Then no, she really dies. Uh, some family members think that maybe she was just in a coma and it was misdiagnosed, right? So, I mean, this is – and it's in Peru, right? I mean, really, really freaky stuff. I mean, can you imagine waking up in the coffin? I mean, she died later that day, but. <laughs> I mean, she died later that day. But, so then, was... but then, listen, so then you, you read down in the article, last year, 76-year-old Indian woman was pronounced dead following COVID-19 diagnosis and woke up 
just before she was cremated. Oh, get, I, oh. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> also in 2021, an Indian man pronounced dead after being hit by a motorcycle woke up in the morgue freezer. <laughs> What's with these? These people can't diagnose whether someone's dead in these countries. <laughs> I don't know. But then here's another. Listen, I got another one. And this one comes from Peru. Also, a guy was pronounced dead in 2017 following a root canal procedure um, who started to breathe during his open casket memorial. So <laughs> I don't know. I got two stories. It's like India and Peru, two places you don't want to have health care issues. <laughs> Wow, that is insane. I wonder if they got their money back at all from the funeral. I mean, the I mean stuff nightmares are made of. It's like, it's like a Vincent Price movie. That, that really is. That is bizarre. Well, here, I got a bizarre uh, story for you. This, is, uh, this was in the Jerusalem Post. A doctor who said, here is what happens to a doctor who didn't use soap for five years. <laughs> a doctor decided to uh, find out uh, what would happen if he didn't use soap for five years because he wanted to save money. Wait, 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 wait. What kind of doctor and in what country? It does in the United States. It's, his name was, it doesn't say what kind of doctor he was. It just says Dr. James Hamblin uh, started the project when he first moved to a small apartment in Brooklyn, New York at the start of his medical career. Uh, he wrote a book entitled Clean, <laughs> which he wasn't. Um, he explains that part of the part of it was related to the cost reduction and time saving. He realized, Matt, that if he bathed, for about 30 minutes a day, he wastes almost two years of his life. <laughs> so he wanted to, you know, he wanted to save two years of his life by not using soap. So it's about wasting time, not wasting money on soap. Right. So he goes, <laughs> okay. I reduced. All right. Well, that goes, I understand. He goes, I reduced a lot of my life. I reduced a lot in my life at the time, at the same time. And I started learning about the microbiome of the skin. <laughs> Basically, he realized, uh, I have it here. Uh, just some quick uh, thing. I, I, you know, not to use soap for five years is uh, unbelievable. Uh, Does he have but, any friends left? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> this is one of the things he discovered. He goes, however, he discovered that the body odor he had when he was showering wasn't noticeable during the years when he did not shower at all. My skin slowly became less oily and I got less eczema spots, he told the Guardian. He goes, I didn't smell like pine or lavender bush, but neither did I smell like onions. <laughs> so his body odor went away. He didn't smell like onions. All he had to do was stop showering. Yeah, or stop using soap. But he did wash his hands because it was during the COVID times. <laughs> I, got, uh, I would yeah. love to know what kind of doctor he is. Like, you know. He goes, I'm not here to recommend this approach to everyone. In many ways, it was terrible, he said. But Wouldn't it would be funny if changed... a proctologist? <laughs> but it also changed my life. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? So he, he didn't smell like onions. I know sometimes when I don't shower for a long time and I start to get uh, odor, I, 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 I sometimes smell like an Italian hoagie. <laughs> Speaking of onions. Mm, that's Speaking of onions. possibly too much information. Oh, God. Uh, Matt, listen, I know we're, we're, we're almost out of here, but I just have to share this with you. I saw something in the paper that there was a confirmed case of, get this, monkey pox in Great Britain. What's What's monkeypox? I thought, they're making this stuff. Monkeypox? What is it now? So you go and you read up on it? Oh, yeah. Monkeypox, a rare viral infection that does not spread easily between people, and it's usually mild and self-limiting. 
people recover within a few weeks. So there's something in the news about monkeypox, trying to scare it like the media stinks. They're trying to scare everybody. Monkeypox! Monkeypox are here! <laughs> oh, it's very, very difficult. It's very, it's very rare, very difficult to spread. And if you do get it, it's not serious. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought for sure Fauci was going to try to develop a vaccine for it. <laughs> you must start uh, eating lots of bananas. Anyway, oh can you believe it? That's the end of the show, man. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be worse. You could be uh, not dead and and in your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Until next week. Thanks everybody for joining us here on Israel News Talk Radio and lighten up, Stephen. I miss you already. I miss you too. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.